He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning. So happy to be here with you on uh, Black Friday, but man, it is awfully gorgeous out there. Um, I had fog on the north end of my drive. I drive down into Kerrville to the studio um, from Fredericksburg, and the fog was thick and heavy in Fredericksburg, and by the time I got to Kerrville, man, it is nothing but blue skies and gorgeous, so... You may be out there uh, catching uh, the um, uh, 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 the fog where you're coming from. I'm not too sure. Hey, we have Wes Verdell in the studio with us. I'm going to go ahead and say good morning. Good morning, Wes. Morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. So was uh, the fog uh, thick for your drive down this morning? It was actually a uh, state just south of uh, Kerrville this morning, and, and it was foggy there. And as soon as you got in the town, fog was gone. So it's pretty Ah, nice. okay. There you go. All right, y'all just be careful and, of course, be paying attention to the tourists. And uh, my friends who uh, live here locally and are all being tourists right now and are listening, got friends in Seattle and Amarillo, locals that are traveling for Thanksgiving but still tuning in to the Matt Long Show on their um, on their smart devices. And uh, so uh, if you're out being a tourist, I hope they're being nice to you. And uh, locals, for crying out loud, be nice to the tourists. I know it's been a long week. I, I, I got caught on Main Street, I think it was a Wednesday, and uh, got behind some, uh, yeah, I know, trying to shop from the uh, left lane going down Main Street, window shopping. So, all right, have some patience with those tourists. And uh, one good thing you could do today would be over to go to the Tejas Smoke Depot. You know, Jody usually comes on here every Thursday, and we visit and chat, and she tells us about a uh, a special, a cigar special they have. And so um, we were going to have her call today, and I guess there has been a failure to communicate this morning. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you about the Tejas Smoke Depot. They're on the west end of town. If you're on Main Street in Fredericksburg, head west on Main Street, and when you get to the Y at the end of the town, go off to the left, and a wee bit down on the left, you will see the Tejas Smoke Depot. They have an amazing uh, walk-in humidor, and listen, I'm not even a cigar smoker, but uh, I love going over to their walk-in humidor. The smell is just amazing inside that humidor. And, of course, they keep the temperature and the um, uh, uh, humidity in at the perfect condition to keep your fine cigars in good shape. And they have everything from high-end cigars all the way down to your everyday uh, cigars. And then on top of cigars, they have all your other tobacco needs as well. Roll your own. They have CBD products. They have um, uh, just, uh, they got snuff, dip, and chew, and all those things your mother said not to do. And uh, they got, uh, they have uh, cigarettes, uh, high-end cigarettes, as well as uh, the budget brands. They have those and all your regular brands. They have pipe tobaccos, and uh, we'll even help you mix your own blend and uh, so any kind of tobacco needs you have, the Tejas Smoke Depot 
is uh, your tobacco supply store in Fredericksburg, in the Hill Country. And uh, they are open Monday through Saturday. They close on Sundays and and on the big holidays. So I think they were closed yesterday. But they're going to be open today and tomorrow. They're open today from 7 to 7, tomorrow from 8 to 6. And... Um, Yes, that's right. No, 8 to 8. I'm sorry. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 8. And on Saturday, they sleep an hour late and go home early. So they're 8 to 8 Monday through Friday. On Saturday, they go from 9 to 7. And uh, make sure you tell them you listen to the Hill Country Patriot. And um, uh, Jody, I hope you're getting a well-deserved rest. I'm sure she spent a lot of time preparing and putting up food for all of her family because... she is the hostess with the mostest. And so um, hope all is well at the Tejas Smoke Depot. You guys go by there this weekend for a fine cigar. Pick yourself up a good cigar. If you've got guests in town, uh, that would be a good treat. Take them down there and uh, show them our choice of cigars here in Fredericksburg in the hill country of Texas. All right, we got a couple of things on your calendar. I believe we have that turkey trot coming up. Let me see if I can... I had my uh, email pulled up, and then it just disappeared. Uh, No, there it is. All right, so we have the uh, turkey trot today. Um, In fact, uh, if you're not already there, then then that is uh, not going to be happening. If you're not already there, the one-mile run starts here in about 17 minutes. Uh, The uh, 5K and 10K run walk is uh, 8.30 has already so they're already out there oh look at me no how did i get that all wrong this is tomorrow today is friday you know harley was talking about that this week every day felt like monday and friday at the same time and uh so i the turkey trot start is tomorrow not today it is tomorrow the one mile fun run is at nine thirty. that's for americans i'm assuming because it says one mile the 5K and the 10K, I don't know what a K is because I'm not European, So, but uh, that's uh, that must be for the Europeans um, who are coming in for the uh, weekend, um, or maybe Canadians. I think Canadians, don't um, uh, don't they, Wes, don't the Canadians use those Ks too? I believe so. Uh, you know what the difference between uh, countries that, uh, between the United States and all other countries? No. Uh so I'm already messing this joke up just by the way, uh-oh, but uh, the difference between those that, that's it, those that, what's the difference between those that use the metric system and those that don't? Okay. All right. We'll start over. What is the okay. difference? The difference is, uh, uh, we put a man on the moon. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's a pretty, that's a, that is a big difference. It is. So we know Wes Verdell, it's a good thing he's running for office. Um, and we're going to be talking about that because his, uh, stand up comedian job. Oh, I killed is, that one. You, <laughs> you're, you're, I completely messed that one up. <laughs> you're, uh, your stand up days are over. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> um, also on Wednesday, coming up on Wednesday in Lano and, uh, at the, uh, library, uh, this is to protect our children event. I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, Wes on the spot. Are you gonna be uh, Are you gonna be a part of this on Wednesday? Yes, sir. Are you gonna yeah. drop in there? Okay. Yeah, over in Lano. Yeah, this yeah. is a fundraiser for the um, wonderful people in Lano who have decided to take on and get the um, uh, 
Get the uh, crude, rude, and nasty books out of the children's section. Yeah, that's, and, uh, or sorry, that's Bonnie Wallace. She's Bonnie, done an yep. amazing job at, at fighting against that stuff. So. And, and, and they're not going to take them out in the front yard and burn them. They're not no. going to ban them. They just need them in appropriate parts of the library. Yeah. Just that's they, really they rare. got sued. That's this is a fundraiser because they got sued because they literally. They, I've seen these books. They're really really bad. I can't even talk about it on the air what it says. But they moved them from uh, from the kids section into the adult section, and then three people from Lano County sued them. The people that sued them hired attorneys, I think, from California and New York, uh, and then they had to deal with an Obama judge, and it cost a probably about a hundred thousand dollars to oh. just for just for trying to protect your kids and moving them out of the kids section to the adult section listen these tickets are not inexpensive this is a fundraiser and it takes real money to fight these guys and so this is one of those areas where if you can't go then send and if you can't get then if you can't sit help someone else go send if you can't go, send. You know, actually, uh, Ben Franklin had a statement uh, about that, but it's too late for me to find it. But uh, I'm, he came up with that whole concept of uh, if you can't go, then send somebody. Um, but we're going to give you a couple of uh, words of wisdom from Ben Franklin before we take a break, and then when we get back, we're going to continue our conversation with Wes Verdell. Let's see. Here we go. The one I came up with, uh, and I've used this one before, and I really like this one, but uh, since I cannot govern my own tongue, though it is within my own teeth, how can I hope to govern the tongues of others? Boy, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, folks, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Call the neighbors, wake your friends. We've, um, we've got Wes Verdell in the studio, so y'all, we'll be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and yes, I can say we. There are two human bodies in the studio today ibi am one of them and wes verdell is the other wes verdell i have known now for i don't know maybe four years five years yeah. and um he is um uh running and uh two years ago ran to uh represent uh texas house district 53 was the number the same two years ago we were just talking about that yeah it stayed the same it for this stayed, district. Yeah. yeah just kind of i think maybe did the lines move a little bit uh, they did. They, they so did. It was. Uh, they were considering bringing in uh, Fredericksburg, Gillespie mm -hmm. County, and uh, a certain state rep uh, didn't. My understanding is was worried that the Fredericksburg Tea Party might take them on, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and he was on that committee anyway. So they ended up picking up uh, McCullough County and then three West Texas counties. Okay, that is so funny, Wes, that you mentioned that because I had completely forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they um yeah, there was uh <laughs> yeah, there was a pushback uh by um uh Andy Murr yeah. on uh putting back uh putting Gillespie County into his district cuz he did not want to deal with the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Yeah. Man, I, I love to hear that. So um, so the district is about the same. You ran for that two years ago. You did a, you did a pretty good job, if I, I recall. Feel, I feel pretty good. We had a very short race because of the redistricting, and then along with the redistricting, uh, 
you know, we didn't spend a ton of money. We, uh, I was talking to a consultant the other day, and they were like, Wes, you flexed a lot of muscle with very little money last time. Because, mm-hmm. but, I mean, basically, we were just trying to expose what Andy was doing. Andy put it all on front, front and center this time where everybody saw it. Uh, you know, we had Andy the last week stepped out. Uh, you know, my boss, so I'm, I work for Gun Owners of America, mm-hmm. and uh, my boss called me. He was like, you must be a really strong candidate to convince an incumbent to, to get out. So that felt nice to get that phone call. But Anyways, uh, we know that the establishment's going to try to put a candidate in there. They're not going to give up this seat easily. They're not going to let me have an easy victory. And so we're watching to see who that is, and uh, we'll go from there. But we need we need everybody's help. This this district deserves a conservative representative, and we don't need to have the swamp in it. So let's get the swamp out of it as best we can. Absolutely, and we did talk about um, one of the things the day, uh, and I can't remember what day it was, Monday or Tuesday. Like I said, all week, every day has been Monday and Friday. So whatever day it was this week that uh, I woke up to the news or got the text in the evening that Andy Murr was uh, uh, not going to be running again, and then I came on the air the next day and I said, be watching within 24 hours if someone pops up within 24 hours and they're there and ready to go, I said, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it very likely will, and that will be the establishment. And so, sure enough, within 24 hours, there was a name that popped up. Yeah. And um, so. We actually heard about it uh, just like maybe four hours after the announcement came out that the guy was considering it. So we, we're pretty sure that's him. Yeah, you guys had... Uh, Someone texted me from your campaign and said, this is a secret. Don't say anything. And so I I, I was uh, very, and it was less than an hour later, less than an hour. I was seeing it everywhere. I saw it was on X. It was on Twitter. It was on my news feeds. And yeah. so I kept it a secret for about an hour. They're so going I- <laughs> to throw a ton of money behind them. So, yeah, there's going to be uh, a bunch of money behind this guy. Um, but Wes has been out here already fighting. One of the things that, you know, I mentioned quite often is that being a, a, I'm a witness at the Capitol. And uh, it, it was um, that uh, term, and I'm not comparing myself to biblical characters, but that was a term in the Bible that I kept seeing across in the early Christian church. Those who were witnesses to Christ, who saw him actually physically saw him and were there, had the message that was undeniable. And folks, I'm a witness up at the Capitol. I have been up there now for four sessions. I say it was five sessions in reality, but that first one, I just wandered around with my eyes really big and my ears wide open, wondering what in the world is going on here. So I've been up there five sessions, but four really knowing what's going on. I am a witness to what happens up there. I'm a witness to the process. And I'm saying all of this because I'm a witness to watching Wes Verdell work up at the Capitol. I've seen him up there. I see him up there all the time. I, I even know his favorite hidey places where he likes to go, where <laughs> yeah, he thinks nobody it. will uh, know he's <laughs> there and leave him alone so he can get some work done. Um, but he is up at the Capitol working. And uh, tell us a little bit about your engagement with GOA and uh, what you were doing up at the Capitol the last two sessions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I got involved uh, around 2011 when it really got my attention on the open carry that we didn't have open carry. And uh, through that fight with a lot of good patriots, activism, uh, 2015, open carry got passed. And then uh, and there was a big push for constitutional carry after that. And it really happens because of activism. Not be, The legislators did not want to pass it. You know, Andy Murr was telling people he wouldn't support constitutional carry 2017, 2019. Uh, Until he did. 
Yeah, until it became pop, uh, <laughs> popular. Yeah, the, uh, when he had no choice and he had to affect his race, that's when he when he took a different different opinion. And uh, but anyway, so yeah, helping out with GOA, helping out with uh, Open Carry Texas. Open Carry Texas is uh, was kind of the the lead lead people into this, you know. And mm-hmm. and really, it goes back to uh, Susanna Hupp in 1995 uh, pushing for the license to carry because uh, before then, since 1836 to 1995. Uh, there were some very restrictive gun laws against you. At least they got the license to carry passed. And, uh, and if you don't remember, she was a state rep whose parents uh, unfortunately died at the Luby shooting in Colleen. That's and, right. Uh, and so so then from 95 to 2015, so 20 years, uh, we still didn't have any form of open carry. We were ranked in uh, – there were only six states in the country that didn't allow some form of open carry. So so thank God we, we got that got that passed. And then uh, – Got to know some of the gun owners of America people. And actually, I was knocking doors for Chip Roy back in uh, 2020 when he was running against Wendy Davis. Yeah. If you remember that race. And, uh, oh, yeah. And anyways, uh, I was knocking doors with Jacqueline Hall. Uh, Jacqueline's great. And anyways, uh, I guess GOA happened to see a picture of, of me and Chip together. Chip had come out to one of the shooting matches we were at. Uh, really, like two days before or three days before his final day of election, like he came out and hung out with us for about an hour and, and uh talked with us while we shot guns and everything pretty cool but i guess goa saw that picture and i'd been working with them some and they said hey do you want to you want to be a volunteer for us for the hill country coordinator i said absolutely and and then this last year a little over a year ago i got a phone call saying would you want to be the state director for gun owners of america and i I couldn't turn that down i instantly knew i'm definitely doing that so yeah i appreciate and you became did you file as a I'm going to use that nasty word. Cover the kids' ears. Oh, don't did, say it. Did you file as a <laughs> lobbyist? I I did everything I could to not not have to file as a lobbyist, but in the end, the law required that because I'm going to the Capitol and because GOA pays me, uh, yeah. that I did have to file as a lobbyist. But we're the good lobbyists because that's right. We're not the kind of lobbyists that go in and suck up to legislators. That that's I 100 disagree with uh, with going in there and sucking up to legislators. Our job is to hold legislators accountable. Mm-hmm. And so and in Texas, we're very fortunate that we have, you know, almost 66 percent of the House is uh, Republican. Mm-hmm. And so that means that they all campaigned on being pro 2A. So it's very easy for us to basically hold them accountable and say, hey, you campaigned as pro 2A. But yet here you are either not supporting our bill or here you are killing our bill or here you are supporting really bad bills. And then we go into those districts and let the voters know here's how your representative actually voted. So it's it's. It's about holding people accountable. That's what's great about GOA and, and our activism is is our government's supposed to be led by the people, and it's it's led by the people who show up. And, and so what we try to do is encourage everybody to get involved, fill out emails, let, talk to your legislators, call them, and come to the Capitol. All right. Hey, uh, Wes, this is Wes Verdell. He is running for House District, uh, Texas House District 53, that uh, covers, uh, goes all the way out from uh, Fort Stockton and Junction and catches Brady catches Kerrville um, and all along I-10 um, and it just there is a little tiny piece of I-10 that's not in there but uh, if you go all the way out past Fort Stockton it's a pretty big district and um, he has uh, he has run for this seat uh, two years ago has campaigned for this seat and uh, is back and he wants this job we're going to talk to him about some of his experience at the Capitol when we get back, um, because I think that's very important. So y'all stay tuned through a couple of short uh, messages from our sponsors, people who support this program. We need to support those who support us. And uh, 
doing your business going by people like the Tejas Smoke Depot and others that advertise on this program. Supporting them is supporting us. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. A little bit of YouTube bringing us in here. I know they're, you know, they're like uh, all liberal and all of that, but I do love some of their music. And quite honestly, if anybody out there were to buy me a, a couple of tickets to the Sphere to their standing show in Las Vegas right now, uh, you would be my, you would be on my Christmas list for many years to come. So anyway, go ahead and criticize me. I'll, I also like Janis Joplin and Led Zeppelin and, you know, so, and I get a little bit of criticism for that every morning, but can every we talk day. about Ted Nugent real quick? Oh man. Why don't we now Ted, we can talk about Ted. In fact, it's Friday. I have my Ted Nugent shirt on because that's tradition. I wear my Ted Nugent shirt on Fridays. Let's talk Ted. So I saw you had your Ted Nugent shirt on this morning, which uh, reminded me uh, I've been uh, tech, basically going back and forth with Ted a little bit, and uh, and I asked Ted Nugent yesterday. I texted him, said, "Hey, happy happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'd love to have your support. Can I get your endorsement?" And he said, "Heck yeah, let's do this." So so we now have Ted Nugent's endorsement, which is pretty awesome. He's a very cool guy if you get to spend time with him. So absolutely, I never have uh, personally. I know my brother um, uh, was at a hunting. Uh, 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 camp one uh, weekend with him and really enjoyed it. And other people I know, I keep telling, I keep getting closer and closer to Ted, you know, and there was months in here that I kept saying, looking at the back window, he's going <laughs> to, his, his shadow is going to appear at the door on one of these Fridays. And yeah. I bugged your friend Lee. I said, come on, Lee, get Ted, get y'all do something. Get him to show up here some Friday. We'd love yeah. to see that. I was in here. Um, I covered for Harley last Friday and, uh, at seven o'clock in the morning, I played, um, Ted's uh, national anthem to wake yeah. everybody up. That's awesome. And, uh, all I got was positive texts on it, so yeah. it was really good. <laughs> Stranglehold is the intro to Stranglehold's pretty amazing. There, but, uh, all of yeah. it's good. You know, I built my my bow, but long before before I'd known Ted, I, I built my bow kind of based on on his philosophy because he shoots a lighter bow. He's uh -huh. in the fifty pound range, and so I had Matthews build me a custom fifty pound bow, and uh, and I've been wanting to tell him forever, like, hey, you know, I built this bow after you. Here's this ginormous axis that I killed uh, bow hunting with it. And, and we finally came up to the Capitol, uh, did an event with us, and, and uh -huh. I got to tell him. And, and so, yeah, real cool guy. Appreciate everything he's done. And he grew up around Fred Bear, uh, which is pretty amazing. Fred Bear is one of the one of the best-known early archers that there was. So, uh -huh. Yeah, really cool. All right. See, and I didn't know that Fred Bear was a real person. I yeah. thought and he's see, got a song called Fred Bear. I so. knew that. I know <laughs> yeah. the song. I yeah. well. Oh, you should watch his videos. Go back and watch the old Fred Bear videos. Uh, okay. It's pretty amazing what he does. All right. Let's talk about, speaking of doing, let's talk about going to the Capitol. Um, I know that I saw you a lot up there over the last several sessions. And so when you are when you go to the Capitol, what, what are the things you're doing when you go up there? Yeah, we have a couple of things. Like this year there were about 152 anti-gun bills because of the Uvalde tragedy that happened. Uh, they they manipulated the heck out of people to try to get them to pass anti-gun legislation. So we fought against 102, 152 bills. Uh, that was a lot of it was 
a lot of it is just going to die on its own, but the ones that looked like they might have a chance, we went and talked to legislators on it. We went to committees and testified for it. Uh, one of the things we also did was train people how to go to, to the committees and testify. It's really important that that uh, people get up there and testify and have their voice heard, and this is your chance to have a panel of you know roughly 13 committee members, and you can tell them, hey, here's my personal story, or here's where we stand, or here's what the Constitution says. You don't have a right to do this. Or if we're trying to pass a program bill, then getting up there and testifying, here's why why this bill needs to pass. So uh, Alan West asked me the other day where I thought we ranked in, in gun gun rights in Texas, and, uh, and I said maybe a B plus, and he was surprised, and he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, we've still got some ways to go. We've we've got some improvements to do, and we've already got some bills that uh, that we're ready to have filed, and hopefully I win this race and I get to be the guy that files some of these bills. So. So when you're up at the Capitol and you are, uh, you you said you you go talk to legislators. How do you what what is a cold call into maybe a Democrat's office? What what does that look like? Or do you bother with those on the that you think or you do? Let's, yeah. tell us a little bit about that. What's your approach? So we had a, a bill that was actually carried uh, co carried by a Republican and a Democrat. Uh, not this last session, but the eighty seventh session. And, uh, and I went to the Democrat this time and, and said, hey, I've got this bill. I'd love for you to file it again. It passed the House, but it died in the Senate the time before. And mm-hmm. and uh, anyways, her chief of staff was blocking me. Basically, it had to do more with the Uvalde stuff, and she didn't want any association with anything gun-related. Uh, the Democrats lived in fear over that stuff. And then, then anyways, uh, I went to another Democrat who uh, voted for the constitutional carry. We had six six Democrats vote for the constitutional carry bill in 2021. Mm-hmm. And I went to his office and asked him to carry a bill. And, uh, and his chief of staff kept basically running interference. Like, uh, this guy absolutely would have carried this bill. He, he, uh, the chief was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to show him the bill. And, and it turns out it never happened. But then we're in a committee one day and this particular part of the penal code comes up in the committee. And, uh, and this Democrat, his name's Terry Canales. He, uh, he realizes the problem, that's in the currently in the penal code and he gets fired. He actually, it was Andy Murr filing a bill and he just goes after Andy. And, uh, he's like, you're not a dress. Basically it has to do with if you, me and another guy all have the same jacket on that has the same logo on it. Mm-hmm. We could be labeled as a criminal street gang. Uh, oh. and so we were trying to fix that to redefine the definition that you had to be priorly prior convicted of being in a street gang before you could, because right now, if you have a firearm on you and, uh, you get pulled over, and there's two other guys with you. Let's say you're on their motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, they say, oh, you're a member of a criminal street gang, uh, and you're carrying firearm. You're unlawful carrying. We're going after you. So we are trying to fix that. Well, Terry Canales realized that this bill targets people unfairly, and he went off. I mean, it was it was great to watch, but, but you know, he put Andy's feet to the fire in this committee. And, and after he walked out, I went out went out in the hallway and grabbed I was like, hey, Terry, you know, I've been trying to get you to carry this bill, uh, uh, you know, you will if you will file it next year i will have it ready for you to file he's like oh i am 100 percent in and then his chief comes up and uh and and you know you could tell he was embarrassed because i knew that he knew or he knew that i knew that mm-hmm. he had never even told terry about the bill so there are some democrats that will carry some good gun bills and and building those relationships you were just talking about that bill and i don't remember that when i'm 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 glad you're mentioning it i was at uh at a uh, Thanksgiving uh, a, a meal yesterday with a with a large family out on a fifty acre piece of land, and they've got cattle and and stuff out there. And when I walked in the uh, when I walked in through the uh, the service entrance, the side door, you know, the ones that family uses. I walked in the yeah. side door, and there were like six pairs of dickies. 
yeah. on the right. <laughs> they all that same brown color. There were like three sets of the the full body ones, and then there were three jackets. And after listening to you saying that, I guess there could be a Dickies gang if the it could, <laughs> be, a, it could be a Best Buy. You go to Best Buy, and three guys got a Best Buy vest on. That's that's kind of the where we go with it. Is Oh, yeah, my you can goodness. work at Best Buy and be part of a street gang. So. Oh, how okay. An interesting <laughs> Terrible bill. penal code. Yep. So you're up there at the Capitol. You're watching these things. You're paying attention. I mean, you had an exact number for anti-gun bills. You came up and said, yeah, we had 120 or whatever yeah, the number 152. was. Yeah. 152. See, one, not 151, not about 150, 152, because you know what to look for. You're watching bills as they're getting filed. You're engaged in the process. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good team with us, too. The guys that are armed attorneys on YouTube, if anybody watches them, uh, those guys are our legal counsel here in Texas. They actually wrote the constitutional carry bill that, that ended up passing in, uh, in 2021. And then Lee Gibson from here in Kerrville uh, has been amazing for GOA, too. So I couldn't do it without any of those guys. It's a team effort. And, and not just a team effort in that way. It's a team effort in citizens coming to the Capitol, too, and talking to their legislators, which is what we're supposed to do. So have you been out in the district? Uh, I know things are really just kind of started getting going. Have you uh, started hitting up the clubs and the groups and the stuff in the Hill Country? Well, that's the thing is I never stopped. Uh, you never? Oh. I've, I've been doing that even before I ran the first time for the seat. Uh, I've been coming to Fredericksburg Tea Party groups and mm-hmm. and uh, down here in Kerrville some. And anyway, so what I learned, so I was talking about 2011 when I first went to the Capitol, and I went every year since then. Uh, and up to 2019, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to the Capitol. I'm doing what a, what a good activist would do, I guess you would say, and standing mm-hmm. up for our rights. And, and in 2019, I met a person named Teresa Beckmeyer. You, you probably know oh, Teresa. love she's, Teresa. She's yep. amazing. And, uh, and I talked to her for an hour one night or two hours, something like that. And I just realized there is so much more I could be doing than, than what I was doing. And, uh, anyways, that, I, that conversation changed my life, I guess you would say, because, uh, you know, I work full-time job, uh, before I was employed with GOA, we have our family business, which is heavy truck repair. And last 15 years I did that and, and I uh, worked with my dad. So my dad was always, uh, generous enough to, to let me leave on occasion to go to the Capitol and, and do stuff. Uh, but I just kind of went, went full in after, after that conversation with Teresa and, and yeah, no regrets, but it's truly is if we don't do something, it's our fault for what happens to our kids and grandkids. We have no choice but to but to None. get up there and do it. And and I don't want to be on my deathbed when I'm an old person. Hopefully, I make it to old age. Uh, but I don't want to be on my deathbed and think I didn't do enough or, or yeah. I didn't try. Have regrets kids, so, yeah. and looking at your grandkids and they're struggling in the world, and you go, "Wait a minute, could I have? Could I have stood up and done yeah. something?" When and- I when I die, you know, let's say. I could have a bank account full of money. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot mm-hmm. of great people that have had a lot of financial success, and and I would love to be in that position too. But ultimately, that's not going to matter as much as the reputation uh, that I pass on to my kids for standing up and fighting for what's right. That's that's the most important thing in this life right now. Wow. Folks, we're going to take a short break right now because I just couldn't come up with anything to follow that. So I was, it's like, all right, that was a good way. Uh, that was a good way to wrap that up. And we do, we have a responsibility, not just for us, but for the children and grandchildren. And someone asked me yesterday, I was, uh, I was at the, the house full of strangers. Um, I knew the people that had invited us, but uh, the rest of them were strangers. And someone asked me if I had kids and I, we were talking about kids in the future, and I said, no, I don't. And it was one of those where 
but I'm going to fight for yours. I'm going to fight for your kids and for your grandkids. I got lots of nieces and nephews to try and save what we can. And uh, this is so important. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Continue this conversation with Wes Verdell. Wes, do you have a website up that we can send people to? I do. It's verdell4texas.com, and that's F-O-R. You can actually just Google Wes Verdell, and the website should pop right up, too. Now, Verdell is not a typical name, so let's spell it. V is in Victor. I-R-D is in Delta. E-L-L. And I always like to do this, and the, for the military guys out there, the police guys have a completely different phonetic, but uh, Victor, India, Romeo, Delta, Echo, Lima, Lima. Lima, Lima, there you go. All right, and I always had a, I just make up my own as I go. <laughs> so um, y'all look it up, Verdell, West Verdell, Verdell, 4 Texas, F-O-R, Texas. Y'all check it out. We'll be right back with Wes. Y'all stay tuned. He's seen a few skirmishes in his time. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. I keep forgetting that it's Friday. For crying out loud, this is a week of Mondays and Fridays all in the same day. And, um, man, we even have... Black Friday football today. NFL is going to put on a Black Friday game. I don't even know what to do. I could only watch. Man, how about them Cowboys yesterday? That was pretty amazing. Uh, I did not expect that. So I, was, <laughs> yeah. I normally I like to give my friends a hard time that are big Cowboys fans, and uh, and I like the Cowboys too. But it's still fun to joke with my friends. And uh, yesterday, Cowboys completely proved me wrong on that. So oh yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you that was a uh, someone texted me towards the end of the game and said, "All right, now they're just being mean." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, nah, that's football. That's uh, that is football. And of course, man, that Redskins Cowboys and I will not call them that other name. Um, they are the Washington Redskins. One hundred percent. One hundred percent will be till the day you put me in yeah. the grave. What What did they change the name to? Uh, Commanders. I got you to say it. No, yeah, you kidding. did. Dad, <laughs> a, I knew that was a trick. The Red, Redskins is way better. Oh yeah, absolutely. It just doesn't make any sense, and uh, so and that's been such a um, rivalry for so many years. It just doesn't even ring uh, the, the Cowboys and the Redskins such a rivalry, a football rivalry, and, and it just doesn't ring true. I was actually in D.C. one time uh, the weekend when the Cowboys were up there playing um, Washington, and uh, my sister-in-law had the nerve to wear her Cowboys stuff all over D.C. while we were up there. And yeah. it was just like, you are one brave woman, because they didn't let her carry her firearm up there in D.C. Yeah. They don't let you do that. You know you know what kind of bothers me is up in D.C. they have a baseball team called the Nationals. The uh, Nationals, yeah. And, and the problem is, is we're supposed to be a Federalist Society, not a <gasps> Nationalist Society. So it's like they're just putting it the, because they completely violate federal uh, the Constitution and, and just overreach yeah. into the states and everything else. But they're not even hiding it. They're calling themselves the Nationalists. You know, a Federalist basically yeah. has. So I don't know if you thought about that before. But. I had never, but then I, it, the Washington Federalists that would be a that would I be a real, fits. Yeah, I think that would work. That would be a decent name. I would. I prefer they recognize them as Federalist and not Nationalist. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So let's get back to Texas, West West Verdell. Uh, you can go check out his website, Verdell. V-I-R-D-E-L-L-4-F-O-R-Texas. 
uh, West Verdell for Texas. He's running to represent House District 53. He has been active up at the Capitol now for, um, I believe you said 2011. That yeah. would be 12 years, That's about crazy. six yeah. sessions. Time goes by fast. It does. It does. And, and I'm impressed with that. Um, we know people, I personally know people who run for office every couple of years every two or four or six years they decide they're going to run for an office and they're a good friend and i support them and and it's like yeah that's great but then that's all they do they just run for office yeah we've got to stop folks listeners listeners you need to start looking at the people who are the witnesses the people who are up at the capitol the people who are already doing the work the people that are on the ground already fighting for you because that gives you an idea of what they're going to do in the future. They're going to speak up. Listen, I'm going to be, and, and I didn't even know, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I have a criticism of Wes that I've had for several years. And so I'm going to, I'm going to put it right here, right here, right now, because right. I've said it to other people. Wes, you are the you have this gentle, quiet, calm disposition. You have a monotone in speaking. You just you know you you're easy to listen to. Appreciate that. You, you haven't, do. You you're, haven't seen me fired up yet. Yeah, so. and, and, and <laughs> that was what I'm getting to. Yeah. We're at a point in our country where we need some fire, Wes. Yeah. And my biggest concern has been since I met you. Uh, is is that fire going to come out? Are you going to be at the back mic? You know what the back mic is, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, I have no problem going back there. One of the things that so y'all haven't seen this, uh, but you know, it's uh, I, I, the way I put this is I'm trying to be civil with people that don't deserve civility, mm-hmm. uh, and it frustrates me all the time because I don't want to be civil with with these people that are destroying our country and and destroying our lives, and every one of us are feeling it from the inflation and everything else and the overreach of COVID mandates and vaccine mandates, mass mandates, all that stuff. Uh, I get pretty fired up. Like, this is what what y'all see publicly is me uh, trying to be as calm and civil as I can, but inside of me, like, I'm really fired up, and I'm I'm very, very upset with what I see. Uh, I'm actually holding back right now because I want to be, you know, I'm on radio, so. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I can tell you uh, I've since 2020 since i watched what what how bad our government overreached our rights you know the they regulated the ability to commerce which is to assemble or to to do business and they re- regulated the ability uh, your right to assemble which is to get together with your friends and neighbors and and all that stuff uh you know i was i was mad before i'm i'm extremely mad right now i know i'm coming across still like like smooth and monotone right now but this is uh i'm in campaign mode uh and here's what we've learned which is is uh, a candidate that we should all be angry right now. We should right. all be be up there fired up. But this is what I found out from running for office before: is that a lot of times people want to see uh, a person that's calm, cool, collected when they're up there talking. And so that's that's what I try to portray right now. And I don't know if I'm digging myself a hole by talking about this or not. But but anyways, it it really gets under my skin. So I try to be calm, cool, collected uh, when we're talking to people. But we absolutely should be fired up on on holding our people accountable, holding our legislators accountable. Uh, one of the hard things is 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 and there's a lot of great people, a lot of great voters. Uh, uh, marketing is a very key uh, part of campaigning. And, yes, it is. And uh, the guys we go up against are well funded. the The swamp is deep, deeply uh, has a ton of money, and so that's why we're trying to raise money so we can compete with how much they're going to spend. Because they, like I said, they're not going to let me have an easy victory here. 
Mm-mm. And uh, uh, anyways, their marketing is always feel good. Like you don't ever see them like fired up or, or basically you don't see them uh, coming across angry, irritated, anything like that. They just tell you like, oh, I'm a, I'm a rancher, you know, and, yep. and, uh, and you'll see them riding a horse and they're terrible at riding a horse, but, but people don't see it. And so like, oh, this guy's a cowboy, you know, I like him. He's just a good old boy. He's nice going. And, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, sometimes that's, that's what people vote for. You know, I watched a guy uh, run for Congress who had never voted in his life. Uh, hadn't been in the district in 20 years and he comes back and comes from a wealthy family. There's nothing wrong with being from a wealthy family, but, right. uh, political connections. And so within like two weeks, the guy had already raised $700,000, puts out a video of him riding around on a horse talking that he's a rancher and that blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and anyways, you could not overcome, uh, that obstacle that was put there, uh, which is so, so basically and people today, you can still talk to them and they'll say, did you know the guy never voted in his life before running for Congress. And they're like, we never heard that. And, uh, yeah. and so, and I know that the message was try to be put out there, but you, it's really hard to overcome, uh, the swamp because they're just like, uh, uh, Liberty, 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 you know, that commercial. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> see, like it's, they just have a good, good commercial, right? Like you they probably do. don't know anything about the insurance company other than, than a, uh, ostrich. Yeah. All right, and there's so, somebody. Thank you. So anyways, you don't really know anything about the company. You don't know if they're a good insurance company or not, but their marketing is so good, a lot of people will use them without knowing anything about the business. So Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's, I'm not, not attacking them. I'm just saying no, 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 in no, general the marketing. And uh, with campaigning, uh, you're trying to, to reach people. You're trying to reach voters. You're trying to show them that you're a reasonable person that will go up there and represent this district uh, properly and not just go up there and, and uh, just destroy everything. You have to be willing to work with some people up there. Uh, but – in the end, uh, we should, you know, I, I always think back to Jesus flipping tables. Like, uh, we should be fired, fired up enough to go do that. And uh, and I've actually looked at that back mic and wondered how hard that thing is to knock over. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm not. Um, I know the opposite of that would be the person who's always screaming and yelling, and yep. uh, the only tool they have is a hammer. Right. Yep. And, and being a woodworker and, and I'm sure you being a mechanic, um, what would be the, I guess, I guess you could use the same thing. If you got a yep. mechanic that all he has is a hammer, he might be able to fix something every now well, and to, then, but to you, some mechanics, everything just takes a hammer, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, for me, I'm very picky on, on being a mechanic, but I always go back to this thing too, which is a poor blacksmith blames his tools. Uh, ah. one of the deepest for, for my occupation, one of the deepest thoughts I can think of is, you know, it's it's uh, it takes a skill set to be able to go in there and work with legislators. Uh, I think I've proven over the years that I'm able to go in there, and even legislators that I strongly dislike a ton of their voting, their votes that they make, I'm still able to go into their office. Uh, we can have a conversation about the subject and and keep uh, keep a a we'll say a friendly conversation. You know, we mm-hmm. can just here's mm-hmm. the facts, here's where we're at, and then still be able to be direct and tell them I disagree with you. One of the problems we see is uh, we have like our, our current state rep. Uh, everybody wants to be the nice guy up there and, yeah. and not just, you know, just you got to be willing to tell people, hey, your idea is terrible. We had that happen on a on a bill. Somebody presented me that was really bad and they thought we were going to really like it. And I said, no, that's that's absolutely a terrible bill. We can't get behind that. And that person was like, well, I'm just I'm really disappointed. And you said, well, I'm just going to tell you the truth and we might be saving you some damage here by by this bill dying. Uh, and then anyways, the other problem I see is there's guys that have never been political in their life, have no history of being political all of a sudden pop into races, which I think is what we're about to see. What we're about uh, to see yeah. here in 53, yes. Yeah, and so uh, so anyways, that, that happens because that is the Swamp's perfect candidate to throw a ton of money behind. 
you won't be able to find anything anywhere in their past where they have stood up for anything. And so basically they can get them in there. They can tell them, here's your narrative. Here's what you're going to say. Here's how we're going to market you. And it's really a marketing game at that point. They're just trying to make voters think, hey, this guy's the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? He's just a mm-hmm. good old boy rancher that, that is out there to, to roll up his sleeves. And, and uh, I can tell you, I've been rolling up my sleeves for a long time. Uh, and it really frustrates me when I see somebody who has not been active just decide to run for office. Like I, I get that you want to run for office and appreciate it. just my request would be please get involved. Please come learn, learn who the good guys and the bad guys are. Cause if you don't know who the bad guys are, when you get in there, they will instantly try to win you over, give you anything you want. And, and we see that a lot with uh, freshman legislators that get there. Uh, they, they ran this great campaign. They said everything that they care about and we all agree with them and they get up there and the first thing they do is roll over to the swamp. Uh, yeah. And yeah, vote for Dade Phelan. Yeah. <laughs> we do not. You know, like yeah. day one. Yeah. We do not want another Murr. We don't want a Murr 2.0 up there. Nope. That's going to gonna work. I mean, it's it's unreal. If you look at multiple things, there's a great website called grass, uh, grassrootspriorities.com. Grassroot, it's an yes. amazing website. You can go on there and look at the money. Go look at Dade Phelan and where his money comes from and where he sends money. That's oh, the yeah. key to it. So you go look at candidates that are running. So. If you're willing to do the due diligence, you go to transparencyusa.com and you just start looking up can- or incumbents, candidates, see where their money's coming from. And then you click on those people and see where those people have also been donating money to. There's a group called Associated Republicans for Texas, and they uh, they yes, will donate to Democrats. Uh, yeah. Who but they got that R in their name. Yeah. Yeah. And that mis- misleading. So you'll see advertisements coming across your Facebook, Instagram, yeah. uh, anywhere else with Associated Republicans of Texas. So th- Oh, I don't, you know, if you don't know about them, you think, well, they're a great organization, right? They're yeah. supporting Republicans. Here they yeah. are talking about how great this person is. And anyways, they actually are working completely against you. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it is very frustrating to watch uh, these people do dishonest marketing to, to voters and then for, for those people to get elected and then go there and work completely against us. And that's exactly what we'll have if we get somebody that is, is uh Hasn't yeah. showed any interest in politics before this. Someone who's not been engaged and not involved. Yeah. Um, you're going to, and the other thing on that, and we are, bam, we are right up against the clock here. You, having been up there, you know, one of the things we hear from freshman uh, representatives, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, is that, well, my first year, I don't even know where the bathrooms are, you know? I got to, yeah. and, and they'll <laughs> tell you, they'll have you when you're a freshman elected, man, the, the swamp comes around you, yeah. and they invite you to these uh, different oh workshops. We're going to have a workshop, so you'll know what to do on day one, and we'll have all of this and that. And Oh, we're going to have a big camping trip. We warned Kyle oh, Biederman yeah. about do that, that one. There was some kind of trip that they all took out of town, and we yeah. told Kyle, we said, Kyle, do not go on this trip. And he didn't, and Good. I'm glad he didn't. But uh, yeah. there's all kinds of ways. And so I guess um, the thing I am trying to say is that your experience already up there, even though not having been elected, your experience and your work and you're walking the halls up there, you're going to know you know where the bathrooms are. I, I actually you, know where the best ones are <laughs> and, uh, and how to get around without having to wait on that elevator that is as slow as molasses. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There is, uh, by the way, there is a secret backhaul elevator in uh, the extension uh, in the back hallway over there. And it's just in the extension, but very few people know about that one. Um, So that's what I'm impressed with, and I'm so glad. Wes, you got about 30 seconds. Anything you want to message you want to wrap up here? Let's go over your uh, website again, why don't you? Yeah, uh, so websites for Dell for Texas.com. 
I just like to say I need everybody's help so that we can keep this district with an actual conservative Republican that'll go up there and fight for you instead of instead of just catering to the swamp and playing Mr. Nice Guy up there. There you go. That's it. Folks, support Wes Verdell. Verdell for Texas. And um, look him up. He's been there. He's been there fighting. And um, Lorraine, I just saw Lorraine stick her head in the door. I didn't know if she was going to be here today or not, but here she is. And so... Y'all be nice to the tourists, and if you're traveling, pray that, forget that. Pray for the travelers. Everybody, just pray for the travelers. KRNH HD2.